At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. This episode is brought to you by Nice Job. Nice Job is reputation marketing software and help you grow your service business. Nice Job's automated tools will help you collect two to three times more reviews and then share those reviews where it matters most. Using social proof and a high converting website, you can be the top rated in your field. New signups can get $50 off when they mention the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. Visit get.nicejob.com for more information. This podcast is sponsored by The Master Group, and I'd say about a month and a half ago, we demoed this really cool wrench. It's a backhoe wrench. It's an adjustable wrench, but what happens when you take that adjustable part off, flip it around, and put it back in the wrench, it's now a pipe wrench because it's got the teeth on it to grip pipe. Now, that, that's a very cool wrench. It's not even that expensive, and it's, it's very um, diverse, I guess you could say very dynamic because it has the, t- the two sides to it. Anyway, there's more tools coming for you guys soon on social media. Watch out for those. Thank you to the Master Group. Check out master.ca. What's up, guys? Welcome back. We have an awesome guest for you. If you guys follow him on Instagram, we're talking to Jeff DeMasseri. All right. He goes by Jeff J. D-E-M-H-V-A-C on Instagram, and he's got like 17,000 followers. And he does wicked install work. If you guys want to check out the images and stuff of his work on Instagram, if you're not already following him, go check it out. So we just get down to earth. We talk to Jeff about his passion and his love for install and making everything just look super awesome. I mean, you go on Facebook, right? And you get pictures of installs and everybody slams them. But I'm telling you right now, Jeff's, Jeff's install images would get some thumbs up even on Facebook because... They're just, they're just really, really good. And we talked to Jeff about sort of where he started in his career, how he got into HVAC. And it's just a good conversation, just tech to tech, down to earth stuff. So let's get to it right now, guys. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know It All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Jeff, you ready to talk some install? Let's do it, man. Cool, man. So for the audience that doesn't know you, like there, there's going to be people on Instagram and stuff that, that know you and follow you and stuff like that. For But for people that don't know who you are, uh, let's just give a quick background of yourself. Like, where are you working? Like, like where, where are you located? Um, what do you, just, what are you up to in the trades? Like, where are you working at right now? All right. So my name is Jeff Dimsari. I'm an installer. I'm a lead tech. I've been a lead for probably about six years now. Uh, I've been in the business for nine years. I'm based out of central Jersey, Metuchen, small company uh, named First Choice Heating and Cooling. 
not to uh, not not the biggest company, but you know, a very strong company. There's a lot of strong guys there, and um, yeah, that's it. I just love what I do. Yeah, and you can tell that from from your, your posts and stuff. And it seems like you've got a lot of installs on the go. So, like, are you guys a a big install company? Are you more focused on install, or do you have a service side as well? So, there's you know every mostly every business has a as a service size we have um we have two teams that basically split up we have an install manager who manages the installers and then a service guy a service manager who does the service department and probably got for every we have about half as many service guys as we have installers so basically for every two installer install trucks we probably have one service guy Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. So like what, so you've been in the trade for nine years and how old are you now? I'm 28. Cool. So yeah, you're still, you still got a lot of years ahead of you, man. Um, so. so what, <laughs> what, what, uh, what made you get into the trade in the first place? So you got in when you were young, like me, I got in when I was 18, 19, went to school and, um, was working by the time I was 20. So like what made you get into the trade when you were, in your teens yeah so I, I tried school i went to community college for two years i wanted to be a, a police officer and uh it just turned out school wasn't for me so i ended up working at a liquor store for like two years and then my dad said if you're not going to go to school you got to get into the trades and he owned an hvac company so i ended up working doing the same thing he was doing and uh he took me under his wing and then uh he took off from that company and then I stayed and, you know, that was really it. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't forced, you know, to be in the trades or, you know, school wasn't forced upon me. They pretty much gave me a um, kind of do whatever you want. And I went into the trades, you know, started HVAC and I kind of fell in love with it. Yeah. And you can tell that you got a passion for it. So as far as, the install side are you doing residential and commercial stuff the most commercial work i'll do uh well no not i'll do i'll do anything it's just my knowledge is really basically i can replace a rooftop unit but you know as far as like servicing commercial work and stuff like that i don't know much about it you know i'm not the biggest service tech but mostly the work that we do is all residential, you know, swap outs or a new construction house, renovations, things like that. Mm-hmm. And like, man, like the, the, you started Instagram, what, when did you start your Instagram account? Uh, two, almost two years ago. Yeah. And what are you up to now in followers? Uh, 17,000. Yeah. Yeah. So you're growing quick. I, I, I was going to say like 12, I, Maybe the last time I looked at your following, it was twelve. I haven't looked in in a while, but seventeen thousand, man, yeah, you are you are growing really, really quick. And I think it's because or I shouldn't say I think, but I know it's because everybody that's watching you and and your jobs and stuff on that platform understands that you are like dedicated to quality. like what what drives you to dedicate yourself? to make your because installs can be an art form to the technician right as they Mm -hmm. see it you know what i mean like what drives you to 
to put that much effort to put that much passion into the way an install looks so kind of like growing up it's it this all makes sense kind of when i was growing up i tried a lot of things and you know i never really found something that i was really good at so when i started doing hvac and you know my first thing that i got good at is i got fast you know i was able to do installs really fast and I said, you know, this isn't enough. And then it, it's almost like an addiction just to get better every day. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't know how to stop trying, if that makes any sense. Like even the, the simplest little things, I have to put my touch on it. If that, you know, like for instance, the other day I, I spray painted a piece of PVC that was running into a slop sink just because the plain PVC wasn't enough for me. You know what I mean? It's, it's an addiction. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can see how it's an addiction, especially do you, you know what I think that plays into that? When, when you put your stuff on Instagram and you get all of this, uh, positive feedback, it's almost like a, it's almost like the cheerleading effect. Right. And when Absolutely. you like, you're, you're in a stadium and, uh, let's say you're, you're playing quarterback or something like that. And you're, you're in a stadium and the crowd is behind you. You, you just have more intense, um, your, your, everything's more intense, your speed, your, your strength, your, your mental capacity. It's just, it's just like, it, it just heightens. Right. And, and I think that when you get on there and you post something that you did and everyone's like, Oh man, that is so, it makes you want to do it again and do it again yep. and do it again and, and keep showing people that you're progressing and getting better and, and that your quality is up to par because it can't do you any wrong, man. It's going to do your name a, a, like a, a ton, a, a ton of good because everybody knows that when they see your your little image that you got for yourself going right <laughs> that yeah. you put on all your all your pictures when they see yeah. that they're they're expecting um, they're expecting quality work and and that's yeah. what they get. So well, you, that, you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's not. I don't want to just put my stuff out there and have people think like, you know, that's great. I want my work to push other people, you know, like as much as, you know, everybody on Instagram is cheering me on, you know, you, I'm in everybody's comment section, you know, saying good job or, you know, critiquing them in the most positive way possible. You know, I, I want to treat everybody like they treat me. So all the positive reinforcement I get, it not only betters me, it helps me better other people. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's just positivity. Uh, it just bleeds more positivity. And yeah, and, and, and I'm glad and I'm glad you said that you, you critique people in the most positive way, because that is such that is such uh, that trait lacks, especially online, because when you're online. In some platforms, it's very well I even it even happens on Instagram too but Instagram is very sort of like brotherly and sisterly and hey 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 pal like great job but there is there is there is some some negativity there Um, but I I just feel that when you critique someone in a positive manner it just it it helps them It, it when you critique them in a negative manner it just spirals them in into sort sort of a negative uh, rabbit hole, and and it's hard to get out of that. And you don't know how a person's feeling on the other side, or the struggles they're going through in life, and stuff like that. And one bad thing can cause a shitstorm of problems. Like one bad comment, 
I mean, could be the needle on on, on the, the the needle. I was going to say the needle in the haystack, <laughs> the needle that broke the camel's back or the straw that broke the camel's back. I guess that's how that phrase goes. One bad comment could be that and you could really F up someone's life. Like it's so I'm glad you brought that up. And And the thing about online is people lose a little bit of empathy because they're basically talking to a computer a computer yeah. screen unless they really get to know the person on the other side and, yeah. and i think that's where um instagram has been a great thing because it's it's really it's really co- the camaraderie is really there so dude honestly Inst- instagram is you know really helped me push you know my work to the next level you know because before instagram i started my instagram during the whole covid thing because i was like all right i'm gonna be out of work like there's no work. I got to do something. How am I going to stay in the loop? And I made an Instagram and then I found everybody. I found all you guys. And I was like, dude, I want to be a part of this. So, you know, I had some jobs. I started posting my jobs, went back to work. I took everybody else's, you know, what I've learned from them while being on Instagram. And, you know, I applied it to myself and then here I am today. Yeah, man. No, no, it's, it's been great watching, uh, watching all your stuff. And, so, so you're in the New, New Jersey area, right? So you, yeah. you um, so you, you I, I saw a picture with you and Mike doing yeah, some work together. Mike, uh, I, we were at the same company. Oh, you guys are at the same company. Yeah. Oh, he, uh, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, uh, you know, Mike's one of the first guys, you know, I started following and he became like a role model of mine really fast. I, I didn't know quality of work like his was out there. You know, and I saw him and I was like, dude, I want to be like this guy. And next thing you know, we're buddies. And I'm like, hey, you want a job? <laughs> and, you know, now, we're, now we work together. So it's pretty awesome. Oh, it, okay. It's even better now because we push each other like fucking crazy, man. It's awesome. You know, he's, you know, I have a question. You know, I go right to him. You know, he's got a question. He comes right to me. It's awesome to have somebody like that, you know, on hand in person. Yeah. For sure. And, and for those of that, I just said, Mike, I, sh- I should have said, uh, uh, Michael Flynn Flintstone one for if anybody that's <laughs> listening to yeah. this. And if you, if you're not on Instagram and you're not following Mike, you don't know who he is, but that, that, that's cool. When I saw that picture of you two together, I thought you guys just kind of like came together on a specific project. I didn't know you guys worked together. So that's, that's very cool. Yeah, it is awesome. It's, a, it's honestly, it's like a, it's an honor, it's a privilege, you know? be able to so, hang out with him during the day and work with him. Mm-hmm. So what, like he does a lot of boiler and hydronics work, right? But I, I see you doing more like uh, uh, air handlers, condensing units. Like, is there a difference in, in the work that you guys do? Uh, Yeah, you know, uh, I'm not known as the boiler or guy or, you know, really anything water piping. The mo- my extent is, you know, hot water, um, sorry, not hot water heaters, water heaters. <laughs> don't want to get ripped up for that one but um yeah really that's that's as far as you know work goes for me when it comes to that so you know the company never gives me a boiler for the day or anything like that they give that job more so to mike or another plumbing guy that's in the it's in the company mm-hmm. so but the work's always there it's you know like any company you got to pick and choose who does the job you know we got it we got a guy for every job yeah, that's good though. So what what do you prefer? Do you like doing, because obviously if you're in New Jersey, you're doing a lot of heating stuff in the wintertime too. So do you like doing the AC or the heating side? Like which hey, do you prefer? Definitely the AC. Yeah? 
Yeah, mostly because uh, line sets and copper work and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my stuff right there. You know, when I first, you know, really started liking HVAC, my whole thing was uh, metal. You know, I loved metal work. I wanted to be so great at metal work. And, you know, when, when I got to uh, a certain level, I was like, okay, you know, I'm happy with where I am with my metal work. I said, what else can I try to better myself at now? Mm-hmm. Then I went to copper and, you know, copper... I can't pick which one I like more, metal or copper. All right, guys, let's take a quick break here and let's talk about the Y-Jack stuff from, from YJ, Yellow Jacket. Now, this stuff is pretty cool. Now, if you remember the Mantooth probes back in the day and the Mantooth app, well, this stuff here, these probes and this app is 100 times better. They have really... Uh, catapulted the product forward and and brought some real quality in this stuff and if you've tried it you'll know what i mean because the app is very straightforward easy to use the 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 tools can up can connect up really really well and really really quick and if you haven't used it if you have the chance check it out the other cool thing that yj has is a digital torque wrench and we all know that that mini splits and vrv vrf is hitting the market hard these days and in those manuals there are spec sheets for the torque of of the nuts of the suction line the liquid line whatever right so you you need to follow those and torque those to the correct torque to help prevent a leak and if we go a step further refrigeration technologies nylog a lot of these manufacturers say don't use it it'll avoid the warranty blah 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 but listen i've been doing enough leaks in my day on flares to know that nylog a little dab of it goes a long way to preventing a leak and it's refrigeration oil it's made with refrigeration oil so you're not going to contaminate a system with it so anyway guys i just thought i'd pass that info along the other cool thing that's happening is subco trade fox they have they have this brand or subco has a brand called trade fox and basically what it is is to bring in tools invented by tax ideas um, and if you have one, Supco, you, you can email your, I'm getting all confused here. You can email your ideas to ideas at SupcoTradeFox.com. SupcoTradeFox.com is the email address for that. So if you have an idea prototype and you don't know how to get it going, bring it to market, reach out to them and they could possibly help you with this. And if it goes to market, hey, you could be a millionaire one day if the tool is successful. Who knows, right? Anyway, I thought that I'd pass that on to you and the other thing true tech tools save eight percent on your purchases at true tech tools with promo code know-it-all except for fluke and fleer products that includes all your favorites the navac the testos the rls you name it guys anyway guys let's get back to jeff yeah well for, for me i i suck at metal and you know i'm gonna be honest with you i've always said i suck at metal uh yeah metal i don't do metal but i don't really do metal uh but today you know what i did i watched like three or four videos on how to build a transition on site i'm like you know what i'm gonna google this i'm gonna google this shit and see see if i can come up with come up with uh some ideas on how this actually goes goes together because i mean i've never built a transition before and and you you go down to some people's like we got i don't know if you guys got basements in new jersey but most of our lot most of our furnaces are installed in basements here. You go down to somebody's basement that just got a new furnace put in, you see this nice transition. I'm like, like how, how do they, how do they build that if they don't have a sheet metal shop or if they didn't have it fabricated? 
And I'm like, I just watched a bunch of videos today. And I'm like, yep, it doesn't even seem that difficult once you once you sort of think about it and and just apply sort of the knowledge you've already got and go, yeah, that doesn't seem like it would be that tough to do. But I mean, that that's something I watched today because I'm always at at my age, like you're 28, I'm 42. But I mean, I I always want to keep learning. And that's that's one of the things that I need to learn more about is sheet metal because i'll admit i i very i know very very little that, that's one of the things i love about you know being on instagram as well you know um i love teaching you know so it's a great place for me to throw a video up or something like that you know to explain some metal stuff like that and that's you know a lot of people it's it's crazy because the amount of people that are like hey man like i don't know anything about metal like you just said you know but I can I can teach you how to make any transition you want in like ten minutes, awesome. you know. And if 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 I have a place to do that, I'm gonna do that, you know. So that that's what I love about Instagram. So I get guys all the time who are like, "Hey man, can you uh, make a video in your spare time and send it to me to, to teach me how to make this?" I'm like, "I won't teach you how to make exactly that, but I'll get you, you know." the idea of how to do it so you can make it your own. And, you know, people come back with me like a week later and they're like, Hey man, that totally worked. Thanks. And it's awesome being able to, you know, help people without even knowing somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. So you said that you like the copper work now, or you're, you're starting to, to, to focus on the copper cause you've, you've got the metal down. Um, so tell me about, cause I know recently you've been, using the RLS product and I've seen a lot of posts with you using it. So tell me how you enjoy liking that as opposed to like, I obviously brazing is a great joint. Um, and, and it always has been for, for the longest time, but the industry's sort of shifting direction with, with press in, in many different ways, like press for water, uh, mm-hmm. press for even natural gas now has, yeah, has yeah, press, yeah, yeah. right? So, so tell me how you're enjoying pressing with the RLS tools and fittings. Oh, I'll start it like this. Absolutely anything beats lugging a torch around. So mm-hmm. that that's my favorite thing about it. You know, especially my, we do a lot of, you know, apartment complexes and stuff like that. And, you know, if you're doing that, you got to pull hot work permits. So, and, you know, that stuff costs money and it costs time to get it, especially if, you know, the fire inspector is driving around and happens to see you doing it and says, hey, you can't do that. You need a hot work permit. You got to stop the job, you know. So it's that's one thing you can avoid. So you can avoid hot work permits. You could avoid lugging the torch around and time, man. It's, you know, imagine you can't bend every piece of copper, especially if it's a, a tight spot. So you, you, a lot of times you need fittings. And if your fitting's in a tight spot, now you're taking the, you know, the chance of putting a torch up there and something terrible happened. And dude, you can eliminate like so many bad scenarios by just pressing it. So that's one of, that's, I, I love the RLS, man. That stuff's going to be around forever. Yeah. I mean, the amount of money and time they've spent in their research and development has been impressive to me. And uh, I, I agree with you. It, it seems like it's going going to be the future. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if manufacturers in the next 10 years actually start using some of it, experimenting with some of it in their in their machines that they're, they're building at the factory. Yeah. 
I hope so. so. I hope that's the case. It, yeah, you, you never know what's coming down coming down the chute. So, like, I was going to ask you, like, because we, we were we were trying to hook up for for last week, and you were busy. So, do you work like long hours in the install division, like, or do you just work like a regular like seven thirty to four thirty or whatever type day? Like, do you work regular? Or do you work like long hours doing install? No, you know it's this is pretty you know common in the you know HVAC trade uh, as an installer. You work until the job is done. You know mm-hmm. it could be. Some days you might have just, you know, an AC swap, which is just a coil and condenser and, you, you know, you're done 12 o'clock. The next day you're going to have, you know, furnace, coil, condenser, humidifier, hot water heater, air, you know, attic fan, all in the same job and they want it done in one day, you know. So it, it really, really depends on the day. But, mm-hmm. you know, normally in the slow season, they're normally out, you know, 4 o'clock, stuff like that you know, basic jobs running around, you know, if the install department is slow. My boss likes to keep everybody busy. So they'll put us in the service, you know, help out around there. There's always stuff to do. So we're, all, we're always in work, but, uh, as far as the normal hours, there's no such thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And H- HVAC, sometimes the, the, the hours being normal is not, uh, it's not something that you can rely on, right? No, that's something my, my wife grew very used to pretty quick, man. She <laughs> said, what time are you going to be home? I said, babe, when the job's done. She goes, what does that mean? I said, I don't know, love. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm glad you got with me tonight. And I'm glad you made some time to talk because um, I've actually been wanting to talk to you on the podcast for quite some time. Um, and my next sort of question here is I'm always interested in vehicle setups especially for installers because there's just so much things that you got to have and uh like fittings and and this and that and and still have room for equipment so like what are you driving like what do you how's your setup i just got a gmc box truck a brand new box truck when i first got it i didn't really take a look at it i was like oh cool i got a new ford so everybody's like, oh, what kind of truck you got i was like oh man i got a new ford box truck they're like that's awesome you know and like a week later I'm looking, I'm like, dude, this is a GMC. I'm sitting here telling everybody it's a Ford. I was like, I don't even know my own vehicle right now. But, you know, I was just so hyped up to have a new van. And, you know, it's awesome. I love it. It stays clean for about a week. And then it's dirty for about a month. And then I'll clean it. And it's just back and forth and back and forth. I find it really hard, man, to keep my van clean. I I really do because I'm always in go mode. So, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the job, especially because I take the truck home every day. So I don't go to the shop every morning. Mm-hmm. I'll just go to the job and, you know, sometimes my equipment gets delivered and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, you know, I just throw everything in the truck and then I tell myself I'll handle it in the morning. And then the morning comes around and then it's a week later and it's still a mess. But uh, as far as what I keep stocked on my truck, everything, I mean, I don't know what I don't uh, besides service stuff. And I have a lot of service stuff on my truck because, you know, I do the on-call once a month after hours for a week. But, you know, I keep the most unnecessary stuff on my truck. The amount of Unistruck clamps and split ring hangers I have is just ridiculous. I probably have like four bars of Unistrut. Yeah, man, I got a lot of stuff on this truck. And it's not the biggest truck, but um, it's not. it is a big truck. But when I keep it dirty, it's not very big. 
Well, I, I hear you on the, the, the keep trying to keep a truck organized and clean all the time. There's guys out there that are, there's like texts out there that are immaculate. Like their truck is always pristine. And, um, I just find at the end of the day when it's like four o'clock and I have to be home in like an hour and I'm just getting off the roof, I don't have time to, I don't have the extra 15 minutes to organize everything. Right. Cause I have, obviously people have commitments after work and stuff. And sometimes my wife has to go back out to work or the kids got to do something. And it's just, it's just not feasible to spend the time to organize your truck every single day. Um, so yeah, I'm like you where it'll get a little, um, out of control and then I'll, then I'll tow it back. I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's stay at the shop on a Monday morning for an extra hour. And I don't care if I'm late for the, or, or I have to work a little bit late that day to make up for it, but I just got to get, I got to get this truck a little bit more, um, cleaned up. Right. Yeah. I do the same thing myself. Yeah. You, you got to, man, because when I like, once your truck gets to a certain point, it's like, it you can't work out of it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can't work out of it anymore. Yeah. So I, I'm getting to that point now, actually. I was at the shop on Monday and I'm like, I got back in my, my truck and I'm like, I don't have any garbage this week. And then I got to the site and I'm like, oh shit, look at all this garbage that I forgot I had. I got. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be so much worse for you service guys, man, because you're in and out of a job every day, like nonstop, probably on so many jobs during one day. I'm at one job a day and my truck's a mess. You guys have mm. multiple jobs. I can't imagine what my truck would look like. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm not the kind of service tech that does like eight calls a day. Like that's not really how I'm set up. It's like, I'll do a maintenance, um, find a bunch of things, quote them. And then I'll, I'll try to go to one building for the day and do like, I don't know, like, let's say for example, a condenser fan motor and, uh, on one unit, maybe, maybe fix a leak on another unit or, you know what I mean? It's just, I, I try to stay at the, at the same job all day instead of running around. Um, yeah. And, and so I'm sort of at the point where I've got enough work accumulated that if I start doing calls, I'm not going to get any work done. So we have some guys that I, I think that they kind of use as, as floaters to do calls more than, than some others. You know what I mean? Cause I've just, I've just built up enough work that it's just, it's just there. Like every day there's, there's things I don't even need to get called from the office. I just know what I'm doing. Like tomorrow I know where I'm going. I, I just called a client today actually. Um, and this could be something that, that guys, guys could do, um, to generate work quick. We have a client, we've been with them for a while. They've been with us for a while. And every year they got a couple of steam boilers and every year we quote them to remove the burners, inspect them, drain them down, open up the low water cutoffs, clean them, blah, 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 blah. And I called the guy, I'm like today. And I'm like, you know what? Um, we didn't quote you this year. Um, but Hey, this stuff is, we should get this done before it gets cold outside. He's like, yeah, just do it. Just do it. And I'm like, sweet, man. So a couple of days of work, I didn't even have to work hard for it. I just called the guy and told him basically I'm coming to do it. And he's like, yeah, let's, let's just roll. And that's just because we've, we've had such a, a good relationship over time. They know that the work we're going to do is needed to be done um, because it keeps the boilers running through the winter time without any problems. Right. And yeah, absolutely. They, they know, they know they need that. So you got a customer like that. 
Sometimes, yeah, a lot of times, you know, they're like, "Oh, you what are you doing?" You know, but yeah, no, yeah, I, I, th- I think there's, there's a, there's a lot of bad customers out there. I had a friend call me the other day. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and and he was having an issue with with a bad customer that didn't want to pay him after he did some work and and stuff like that. And and those are the and he goes, "What's your advice?" He's like, "I, I my advice to him was just walk away. Like, just, just if she's going to be that difficult." So basically, you went up to this machine. It was uh, it hadn't been maintained in forever. He he said it seemed like the filters were plugged, the condenser coil was plugged, the evaporator was dirty, the belt was broken. Um, it's like nobody's looked at this thing, and I'm thinking to myself, if the unit got that far gone, she obviously the customer doesn't obviously care about calling someone in and paying them money to maintain it. So he had a hard time with her for like a hundred and he's like, okay, um, I'll check it out. We'll get some filters, um, 140 bucks later. She didn't want to pay him. Yeah. She, she didn't want to pay him. I'm like, dude, just, just, just leave. Who cares? I'm like, you don't want the headache because people like that will, will give you headaches. Do you have customers? I mean, you know, I don't want you to throw your customers under the bus, but have you ever had customers like that in the past where they've given you headaches? Yeah. hundred percent. There was one time it was, uh, real late and the job was like an hour away and I was on call. It was probably like eight o'clock. I get a call. I got to go an hour away, you know? So I go, I drive there, I get there probably about nine o'clock, a little after nine. And all that's wrong is this, this lady's thermostat, the batteries are dead. And she's like, Oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm like, all right, that's fine. You know, I change it, you know, start the system up, make sure it's running, stay for about, you know, 45 minutes, just double check everything, make sure that's all it was which I knew that's all it was right away because it was blinking the batteries on the thermostat. And then I hit her with the bill and she's like, Oh, you know, why do you have to pay? All you did was change the batteries. I said, no, that's not all I did. All I did was drove here late at night, changed the batteries. You know, I checked everything else while I was waiting. She's like, well, I don't, I don't want to pay this much. And I was like, you know, it was only like 120. All I did was charge it a service fee. So it was like 125 for the after hour fee. Mm-hmm. And she starts attacking me, you know, saying, you know, she said my ears are stupid and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, okay. So I called my boss. <laughs> Your ears are stupid. Yeah, because I, I have the gauges. Like, so I was like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. But long story short, I ended up getting paid. But uh, yeah, that was a hassle for that, man. She was the sweetest lady the whole time I was there until we started talking about money. But yeah, you know, yeah. I don't run into those, you know, often, you know, I try to be as nice as I can to customers and, you know. Yeah, I, that's, I, that I always tell customers when I was on call, I'm not on call anymore. Cause I was able to, I've been at my company for 20 years. So I, I sort of yeah, you, said, Hey, like it's, it's time. Right. So I'm not on call anymore. Uh, but when I was on call, I would always tell the people when they called, cause I, I I'd get a call, right. Uh, the owner would call me, Hey, there's a call at so-and-so. And I'm like, can I have their number? Cause I'm going to call them and I'm going to speak to them just, just to see how bad this is. Because sometimes you get calls from people that think they need someone there right away, but mm-hmm. they really, they really don't. Yep. Um, so I always like to talk to the customer and try to figure out what's going on and see if we can solve something over the phone. Maybe they can reset the, the thermostat or, you know, just, just something. Right. Um, and I always say, okay, listen, um, you're about an hour and a bit away from me. Uh, by the time I get there, diagnose, do this, do that. I mean, 
you're, you're going to be paying time and a half for this. It, are you are you aware of that? And are, are you okay with that? Because if you're not, we can come Monday morning. And sometimes they're like, yeah, we need you to come. And sometimes they, they're like, oh, really? Time and a half? Okay, well, then you can come on Monday morning. <laughs> and I'm like, nice. I don't have to go on this call. So I always try to make customers aware of, of, of stuff like that before I head out, especially when I was on call after hours. Yeah, that's how my old manager was, you know, when he had the phones, he would uh, he'd get the call and he'd call them right away. And, you know, most, a lot of times, you know, probably half the time he was able to talk, you know, the customer over the phone, what the problem is. And, you know, it, it was always like an easy fix. They have the filter, blah, 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 you know, thermostat and yada, yada, yada. And half the times I wouldn't even have to go out on the call because it'd be solved over the phone. Yeah. Did, did, did he charge for that for, or no, or is it just like, yeah, it's, it's whatever. No, he wouldn't charge for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, no, it makes sense. I, I wouldn't charge for something like that either. Um, if we can get it solved over the phone and then the customer really appreciates the fact that you're knowledgeable enough to help them solve the oh, problem. Yeah. And then the they'll phone, continue right? business with you. That, that's right. That's right. That's right. Cool, man. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if, do you have any motivational words for, people that are entering the trades or maybe feeling down about their career in, in, in HVAC or install, like, cause you, you, your work is obviously motivational and, and the way you speak and the positivity that you're bringing is motivational. So any, any, any advice for, for, for someone that might be just a bit down on their luck? Yeah. Um, not so much down on their luck, you know, taking pride in your work is one thing, you know, always take pride in your work. That'll always make you do better. It'll cause you to do better. Another thing is always, if you're going to compete with anybody, compete with yourself to do better every day. You know, that that's my biggest thing. You know, I don't have any, there's no competition, you know, in this, in this trade when it comes to doing the job right and doing it as good as you can. The only person, you know, that you're competing with is yourself. You know, so always, always push yourself. And one thing I always say is always do better than you did yesterday. And, you know, that's what I live by. So that's good advice. And I, I agree with you. Uh, I think everyone's worst enemy is their own self, really. 100%. And if you can defeat your, if you can defeat that, then, then I think you're, you're going to, you're unstoppable you're gonna go at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You're unstoppable for sure. For sure. Well, Jeff, man, thanks for, for the, the interview. Um, Thanks for the time. I really appreciate it, man. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Well, as you can see, Jeff really puts a lot of effort and a lot of passion. And I just love these talks. It's like we're just on the phone having a conversation and no one else is listening. But when it's for the podcast, everyone's listening. But these talks with other techs, I think are needed in in this industry. Not just, I mean, you guys listening to this podcast, but just grabbing the phone or picking up the phone and messaging and just having a really good conversation with another tech on how they do things, why they do things, uh, to help build up your confidence, right? Going forward. And if, if you're down on yourself a little bit, guys, there's, there's things you can do. One, one advice uh, I gave to somebody that said they were getting, they felt like you're getting stale in the trade is like make a YouTube channel. Like you might not have a, a big following at first, but just make a channel it's something cool. Um, try to teach. And then it's, it's an ongoing learning process. It gets you out of that kind of stalemate 
sort of position you're in because now you're learning something new. You're trying to teach. Um, you're trying to, to, to learn the ins and outs of YouTube and how it works. I think that's a good way to get you out of that stalemate position that you're in if you feel that way. And what, that's one of the conversations um, I, I love having with other techs like Jeff is, hey, how do you do it? Why do you do it? Why do you love it? Because maybe it can spark some enthusiasm back into somebody that's lost it a little bit along the way in this trade. Anyway, guys, thank you, Jeff. Thank you once again to the Master Group. I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.